Welcome to Student Transitions, a time to thrive. Life is full of change and resulting periods of transition. And some of our big transitions begin as students, as we move through the educational process and then on to the world of work or further education, university and independent living. If we can learn as students how to thrive through transitions, we will have acquired skills that will support us through a lifetime of change and transition. So if you're facing changes in your life as a student, listen on as we share our insights and suggestions to help you thrive in a world where change is the only constant. And just before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about some additional resources available to you. First, this podcast is available with a full transcript for free. Then, for a small fee, you can access a think sheet for each episode in this 10 episode series. They're designed to help you reflect on the content of each episode. To learn more, go to louisewiles.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. So hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Student Transitions. It's lovely to be here with you again. My name is Louise Wiles and I'm here together with Elizabeth Gillies for this fourth episode. And today we're going to be talking about meaning, creating your why and the value that values play in helping us to develop that meaning in our lives. And the reason for focusing on this is that as you move into the next stage of your life, so if you're moving to university or you're moving into the world of work, it's really a great time to sort of take stock and to really think about what's most important to you and to then move forward in a way that honours that as far as you can. Okay, we can't do it all the time, but if we can at times put a focus on this, then that can really help create meaning um, for ourselves in, in our lives. So in the first episode, we talked about the acronym RAFT, um, and it was all about helping you to leave and arrive well. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend going back and listening to it. I'm going to focus on the T, which is the last letter in Raft. Um, and that's all about thinking forward, thinking towards the destination. And that's really where we are focused today. Now, often people will talk about searching for your, when they're talking about searching for your why, so why something's important, why it has meaning for you. They'll talk about finding your purpose and meaning in life. And I think at the meaning level, um, there's a big distinction between trying to find the meaning of life and trying to find meaning in life. And so up front, I just want to make that distinction here because I'm not going to be talking about finding the meaning of life. That's not the point of this conversation today at all. Um, you know, that is a really great philosophical question and we can all invest time if we want to in to that question and to researching that reading for ourselves we're probably not going to find a definitive answer though um, and so that's not what I'm going to focus on today what I'm focusing on today is finding the meaning in our lives um, so where can you find meaning in life that is what the focus is what's the purpose behind what you're doing 
and this new path that you're following. So if you are listening to this and you're moving to university, then the question is, you know, what, what is the reason for doing that? What is your why around that move and that decision? And it's really helpful to have clarity around that. And I think often we take the next step because it's the next step we are naturally encouraged by our culture to take. And we perhaps don't give it much more consideration than that. And so this is your opportunity to go a bit deeper and to really uncover your answer to that question. And why is this so important? Well, Aristotle, that Greek philosopher that you no doubt have heard of many times before, said that happiness is the meaning and purpose of life, the whole aim and end of human existence. And he makes a really useful distinction between hedonia, pleasure, and eudaimonia, meaning. And while the meaningful and happy life overlaps in certain ways and feed off each other, they both have different roots. And there's a really interesting study that I want to share with you that demonstrates this. So two researchers, Veronica Huta and Richard Ryan, asked a whole of students to get involved in this study. And the students were instructed to pursue meaning or pleasure over a 10 day period, doing at least one thing each day. So students, students in the meaning group reported forgiving a friend, studying, thinking about their values, helping or cheering someone up. And students in the pleasure group listed activities like, and these are quite student related, sleeping in, playing games, going shopping. I wonder what you think the outcome was in terms of happiness and sort of finding meaning and purpose in life. Elizabeth, what do you reckon? Putting you on the stop spot there, Elizabeth, sorry. Um, well, you would want to you would want to kind of think that uh doing pleasurable things would lead you to being happy. However, I think is it the opposite's true? No, it- actually, you're absolutely right. The in the happiness pleasure group. Um, people reported more positive feelings initially. Mm. So yes, it did have an initial positive impact. But these faded over, and this study was um, um, conducted over a three-month period. So these faded over the three-month period. Those in the meaning group didn't feel as happy right afterwards, but they did rate their lives as more meaningful. And three months later, they felt more enriched, inspired, and part of something greater than themselves. They also reported fewer negative moods. So <laughs> the outcome of that it kind of explains human nature, really, doesn't it? That we all look for that sort of pleasurable in, injection of pleasure and, and you know, enjoyment in, in some of the activities that we do. And we do find that. So we continue to do that and to look for those injections. Um, but there's also another way that, or a better way, if you like, of, of creating that sense of fulfillment. And that is to understand what is most meaningful for us. So over time, you know, pursuing meaning actually boosts psychological health and well-being more than pursuing pleasure or happiness on its own. The reality is, though, that for most of us, our lives are made up of a combination of the two. So you know, that, that's, I think, the important point to say here. We're not saying one over the other. It's a combination and just making sure that we do have a focus on meaning, which is why we're talking about this today. Um, so Aristotle then goes on to say that a eudaimonic life, so one that is about meaning, 
requires us to cultivate, cultivate our best qualities and live to our full potential. So in order for us to do that, we need to develop our self-awareness, if you know, if you, if you like, our self-knowledge and understanding. And I think often if we haven't been encouraged to step back and think about this, um, this may be a, a bit of a new way of thinking. Um, you know, we may know that we're good at certain subjects and certain aspects of perhaps the coursework that we do. We may good, know that we're good at certain sports and um, we might break that down a bit into some of the behaviours. But often we don't take time to really step back and think about who we are psychologically. So, Elizabeth, I'm really interested to know what you think might contribute to developing that understanding. You know, what should we be looking at to develop an understanding of our sort of psychological configuration, if you like. And, and I so agree with you, Louise, in that, you know, school curriculum is jam-packed with a lot of important things. However, there's less on that kind of reflective observer self, just like we were doing on Leaves in the Stream, which mm -hmm. takes you into kind of seeing how your mind works, looking at what's happening. So how important this is to kind of like take a chance to kind of press a pause button and say, well, what is important to me? So we'd be thinking about our values. And I, I think you might be unpacking that a little bit later. And there's a, a really good package called VIA characteristics, values and action. And I would encourage people to say that, to have a look at that and have a try. Um, I've done it and I, I kind of know that my what my top three characteristics, my top, top three values are um, perseverance, fairness, love. And it's not just about having those. It's about using them as a compass. So I'd say values are important. And the other thing I think that's really interesting about having a bit of knowledge who you are is a like what roles do you play what relationships do you have and roles I'm thinking about you know for me I'm a mother I'm a partner I'm a sister I'm a psychologist so there are lots of these kind of places where I I am these different things and the kind of relationships I have with other people so I've got values roles relationships maybe thinking a little bit about doing the things a bit like I really enjoy, like they were asked in the study, you know, I really enjoy, you know, they, sometimes they don't have to be big things, but I really enjoy that first cup of coffee I have in the morning. <laughs> you know, the small things in life sometimes are the best. So that doing things, being able to, able to savour those things as well. So I don't know. What do you think about that, Louise? Then? No, absolutely. So I definitely had those on my list, identifying values, um, and yeah, in relation to the the uh, via, my my three were love of learning, honesty, and fairness. Fairness is a common one there we have as well. Um, then start understanding our personal strengths as well. So taking time to to think about strengths, often quite consciously in relation to things that we're doing, tasks that we're undertaking, because our strengths energize us, um, they motivate us and, and help us to perform at a higher level. So being conscious of what a task or an activity calls us to do and linking that to our strengths can be really beneficial and, and, and motivating. It helps us to keep on persevering, 
through if we are facing challenges in, in the tasks that we're undertaking. And roles and relationships, understanding our roles, definitely, absolutely. And, and thinking about how those are changing as we're working through a transition, because they will, um, you know, as, as, as you move perhaps from your home environment to university, um, your roles will change slightly in terms of, you know, perhaps your relationship with your parents and how that evolves in relationship to friends back home. But then your role as a student will change as well. Um, one of the big things that universities highlight is the move to independent learning. So that is a big one. And thinking as you think about that change in your role to an independent learner, thinking about the talents and skills that you have that you can apply to that new challenge. So talents, for example, often when we're talking about talents, we're talking about our innate and um, well, often talents are innate. If you think about sports people, um, musicians, there's often an innate element to that talent. Um, doesn't mean that they are good just because of that innate talent, but we start with some innate talent often and build on that. And there is a strong biological loading towards some of those, such as musical ability, sporting ability, interpersonal ability. Um, but we're not relying on that talent on its own, we also build the skills around that talent to become proficient and expert in, in those areas. So it's understanding your sort of preferred or your, um, your natural innate talent, but then also thinking about the skills that you've built. Um, if you think through your education, uh, what skills have you built as you've been a student? Um, if you think about studying for A-level or if you did IB, International Baccalaureate, you know, what skills did you develop through those years that will be relevant and helpful to you as you become, you know, work towards becoming even more of an independent learner at university. So considering those, and then as Elizabeth said, you know, our passions, what we love doing, and really taking time to notice that, you know, what does light you up as you're going through your day? What do you really enjoy? Um, and, 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 and noticing that, because I think often we, we forget to notice that, and we do what we think we should be doing, uh, but if we really also took time to think, well, that was you know, something that really inspired me, um, we'll do more of that and we can come back to that. So over the coming weeks, we probably will come back to different elements of those, those four areas. Uh, but today I wanted to, to spend some time think, talking about values and thinking about how we can understand and identify our values and then use those as a compass, as Elizabeth said, for what comes as we move forward in our in this transition period so values how would you define values or a value Elizabeth um a value is something that is in well it's it's like a direction of where you're going to go to so I would say the difference between a goal and a value a goal might be something like I want to pass my driving test so you can do it tick but a value is something that's going to stay with you. So you're never hopefully always going to pass your driving test. Hopefully you get the, the, that end point. So this value is something at the core of you that exists without you really having to try very hard. And that's why I think sometimes we don't notice it because it's always there and part of us. Um, so they, they'd be the things that give your life direction to know where you're going to know that this is really important to me when we were both talking about fairness 
I mean, I, I don't know. I've just got this feeling that there is more awareness of fairness in the world and how it is such an important thing um, for maybe more people. But it's about it's about how we kind of live this life that we want to live that's taking us forward. We've got to we've got to keep working at it. So we never just say, oh, I'm going to be somebody, a person that perseveres. You've actually got to do it as an action. Yeah. Yeah. So the values. Great. I love the, the description you've given there. Elizabeth and I think values are you know that they're, they're, they're what we consider in life to be important um there are ideals and they guide us in our decisions and our choices and it's quite difficult to make decisions and choices if you don't know what's important to you and I think perhaps that's an issue for quite a lot of people these days that they haven't had time to or don't haven't had the focus on thinking about what's important for them and so they become lost and unable to make some of the more of the bigger life decisions that they might be faced with or to make them confidently that's the thing so value understanding your values will help you to make those decisions confidently um yeah and, and they help us to explain why something is important to us why it's meaningful to us so that's really really helpful <laughs> helps them guiding us through life um and it gives us concrete ways of defining finding meaning because we can all say we want to find meaning in life, but you know how do we find meaning in life? Or well, values, understanding our values is, is one way. So our values also, so having understood our values, our values then impact the way in which we perceive life and perceive situations, our attitude to them, and then ultimately our behaviours and actions. Um, so, for example, if you have the value of sustainability, and I was thinking about this because I was having a conversation with my teenage daughter about this the other day, and we were talking about fast fashion and um, her love of buying clothes, which often <laughs> ends up being something from the fast fashion world. And we were just talking about, well, you, you say you have this value of sustain, sustainability, but I don't see it always in action. Um, so the theory would be that if we really value sustainability that's one of our core values then that impacts you know how we look and how we perceive the world of fast fashion it will it will influence our attitude to it and our behavior in that we probably won't buy clothing that's been produced through fast fashion and also understanding our values will impact on our emotions um, and I think that's a really important one because we'll feel hopefully drawn um, drawn towards what we feel positive about so if we we're enacting our values and we're following through on our values we will feel good about it equally we will not feel good about it if we don't so having had this conversation with my daughter I think she started to feel a bit uncomfortable about her most recent purchase um, and that is the point and the value and, and the purpose of values um, really so our values will help us also to set goals and um, and then motivate our action towards achieving those goals. So if our goal is not to buy fast clothing through fast fashion and we have that value of sustainability, then hopefully the two will interact and we, we will not purchase <laughs> too many of those items of clothing. So it's a pathway. And, 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 you know, I suppose also the other thing to say about goals, you know, goals are the end goal is what we want to achieve, but, we have to follow a pathway to get there and you know the pathway is often full of challenges 
So for my daughter, the challenge was there. Well, I liked that item of clothing. It looked good on me. Yeah, it was fast fashion. Um, but there probably was a conflict there of a couple of values. Um, and so the value that has the greatest importance ultimately will guide us on our pathway. Um, and so we need to be aware of that. And so think about that. That's helpful. So understanding our values can be really valuable. Um, and when times get tough, it can help us with direction and, and help us with decisions. So just thinking about what the sources of our values are. Um, Elizabeth, what would you say, you know, what influences us in terms of our views about values in our lives and what's important to us? Well, well I'm sure the, the environment around us, whether it's the immediate environment like your family or a wider kind of cultural environment, they will have huge impacts on our values. And I'm sure the media and social media for young people play huge roles in, you know, how we are kind of living our lives. Are we thinking about it or are we not thinking about it? And and my my guess would be is that when people start to do some values work, they, they often on themselves and thinking about what is important to them then they can start to lead a little bit more of what I would call an intentional life. Mm -hmm. So rather than just getting caught up by, you know, like the like your conversation with your daughter, she was like thinking, a bit like we were talking in the last episode, having more of things is a great thing, you know, having more because that's part of my, my Stone Age mindset. But actually then went, whoa, but it's coming into conflict with this value, you know, so you can start to make, more more kind of intentional decisions about things that's that make you feel a lot more and I'm going to say this word congruent so it feels it fits you better it it kind of lives with you better so um I think our kind of environment will be shaping a lot about the values that are around for us yeah absolutely so we have all those sources and inputs that contribute to yeah, our values and 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 unconsciously often as well. So this is a chance to, as you say, to take some or to think intentionally about what we find as most important to ourselves or we want to honour in that sense. Um, so the aim is to, to, to self-reflect and to consider how well, well, to understand firstly what your current values are and then to ask, you know, how are they contributing to my overall sense of well-being and sense of meaning? Um, because ultimately that's what we're wanting to secure, isn't it? Um, and as you're now transitioning into a new stage of life, it's worth taking time to reflect and to set this in the context of your new environment um, because things are moving on. So how to identify your values? Well, I think the first place is to start thinking about the different life domains that are important to you, are important to you. So this could be you know, study in the new environment if you're moving to university if you're moving into the world of work your new world of work and the new work environment you might be wanting to think about relationships and what's important to you in terms of those relationships particularly as you establish new relationships um, and then the whole area you know you're going to be setting up and establishing new interests and hobbies so what's important to you about those so perhaps take a different life domain for this exercise and, and re 
think about this exercise in relation to that life domain and then and then again repeat for a different life domain because you can have different values you might find there are common values but there might also be different values and that's that's just fine this is about you it's not about anyone else there's no right or wrong answer it's just what makes sense to you and that's the important thing to say about this um so take it as a domain so let's take relationships for example and you want to ask yourself what kind of person would I like to be in this life domain? What would you want to stand for? And what would you never stand for in that area? So those opposing questions, those opposite questions. And then how would you like to think, behave and feel in this life domain? And I think the best thing to do is to take those questions and write about them, journal about them. Or you could ask a friend to have a conversation with you about them and ask them to jot down your, as you're writing, jot down the things that jump out to them from the conversation. But either way, just take some time, perhaps a good half an hour, an hour, um, to think about that lifestyle domain and jot down answers to those questions. So once again, those questions are, what kind of person would you like to be in the life domain that you've identified? What would you want to stand for? What would you never stand for? And how would you like to think, behave and feel in that life domain? And then look back and identify potential values that underlie your answers. So just go through and highlight things that jump out to you. Um, and we will provide in the notes that accompany this episode, a list of potential values. It's not an exhaustive one, but it will just help prompt your thinking as you're looking through and reviewing what you've written or discussed with your friend. So that will help you to identify your key values. And I would then perhaps play a game um, numbering them, you know, what's, which one's most important and reacting to that. I really like those questions, Louise. And I, a bit like you, I, I was kind of torn between, should we just read out some values, read out what they are? But I actually think having a, a blank sheet and thinking about what the kind of person that I would like to be, like with nothing else to kind of like interfere with those thought processes, a really good thing. So, of course, we are going to give you some values that are around, but trust yourself that you'll know yourself. Trust yourself that you'll be able to kind of ask yourself those questions. And I think for some values, as Louise said, you might put them in a list order. Some you might find will be will lend themselves more to a transition times. For instance, I often think in a transition time, humor is a really, you know, having a good sense of humor is a really good one to have because you think, oh, there I am thinking about I'm going to be the loneliest person in this campus again or something like that. Um, being able to kind of use that, observe yourself again with it. So there might be some, some of your values might be, might lead you to use them in certain cases, certain situations than others. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and this is an exercise that you just continue to do. It's, you know, the values aren't set in stone. As your life evolves, as things change, so 
perhaps your values. Well, you may find that certain values um, pop up over and over again, but there are many other ones that arrive because you're in new experiences, new relationships, and so something pops up as being important. And that's that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So I hope this gets you started um, thinking about what's important to you, why it's important to you, that's your values and that then leads into helping you find what's meaningful for you in your new experience in your new life um and i think i would just probably finish with an end note about meaning and for me it often talk people talk about well what is the meaning the purpose behind something and it's this big sense and the big sense of the word and i think often actually it's in the little details so it's just thinking as you're perhaps sitting down to your first assignment well why is this important to me at the moment you know and what's the purpose for me in this exercise it doesn't have to be any bigger than that that will help you um, get through it and 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 feel inspired and motivated to do your best lovely louise just take one step at a time isn't it absolutely yes one small step at a time so we'll be back with episode five soon and the next small step in your transition process bye-bye for now bye Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this dive into the value of understanding your values helpful. So here's a quick summary to help you in recalling the key points and to help you begin to take action. So first of all, we suggested that as you think forward to your new experience and to the outcome of your current transition, it helps to ask yourself what will make this experience meaningful for you. Aristotle suggested that we can live a life of hedonia, pleasure, or eudaimonia, meaning. We suggested that we find a balance between the two and shared the results of some research where hedonistic behaviours were found to boost happiness in the short term, but finding meaning, eudaimonia, helped people to feel more enriched, inspired, and a part of something greater than themselves and boosted their psychological health and well-being in the long term. So how do you create a meaningful life? Well, it starts by developing a level of self-awareness and understanding. And we made some suggestions about how you could do that. One of them was to start and develop an understanding of your values, to look at the roles that you play in life in different areas of your life, to look at your relationships, and to think about what you enjoy, not just the big things, but some of the little things. And Elizabeth shared her love for coffee in the mornings. And you can also think about your strengths, your skills and talents and how you can use those in your work and play. We then focus on how to uncover your values. We suggested that you choose a life domain and then journal your responses to the following questions. What kind of person would I like to be in this life domain? What would I like to stand for? What would I never stand for? And how would I like to think, feel and behave? So take some time to answer those questions and to write down everything that comes to mind as you do. And then you can pull out the things that are most important to you. And if you go to our website, we have provided a list of values to help you summarize yours. 
You can find our website by looking at the podcast episode information associated with this episode and you'll see the website listed there. I really hope that this has helped you and we look forward to sharing our next episode with you when we will be talking about self-compassion. And don't forget those handy resources that we discussed at the beginning of the podcast. You can access the full transcript for this episode and also the think sheets for a small fee by going to the website louisewiles.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye for now.